0: Welcome back to a fast break, season two, episode thirteen, and uh, haven't haven't done this in a while. So we're gonna uh, have a little five part series going over our top ten players at each position in the NBA, uh, as we always do. Start off with the point guards. So, uh, Aaron, do you have any honorable mentions? Let's hear them now.
1: Um. I have a couple. I had one main one. I I just listened to our episode from, I guess it's probably about a year now. Let me check real quick. Episode eight of the fast break top 10 point guards. It was November 4th, 2020. And it's pretty crazy how far we've come. We've done it. We're now doing it uh, for the second season. And I think this list has really changed maybe more than some of the others. I'd say my honorable mentions, I, my main one is De'Aaron Fox. That was probably the hardest to leave off. And then I have a couple other guys, Ben Simmons, Kyle Lowry, uh, LaMelo Ball. I guess you could count Drew Holiday in there. He might be a shooting guard, but I didn't include him. Uh, the, the, that was kind of my range, but I think it was pretty easy uh, to make a cutoff. De'Aaron Fox is probably my closest
0: one, though. All right. Uh, yeah, I've got some of the similar ones. My main one is actually Fred Van Vliet I left off. I think he's made a, a big jump as a player. He was very close for me on there. Uh, I also had Drew Holiday barely missing the cut as a point guard. I think uh, I, I think for me, I think we kind of agreed. Uh, I did more of where they fit on the team, not necessarily play style, because some teams like the Cavs have Sexton and Garland, who are both uh, point guards, but they want to play shooting guard with, with the Celtics. Brown and Tatum are both small forwards, so – I kind of divvied up uh, by where they play on their current team. Uh, so I had Van Vliet, Brogdon, Simmons, and uh, Holiday as my honorable mention. So who'd you have uh, starting off your top 10?
1: Number 10, I have Russell Westbrook. And this is, I mean, he's kind of fluctuated, but if we're being honest, he's in the same spot as last year. Last year, you had Russell Westbrook at number 10, uh, I had him at six. So I guess he's uh, dropped for me, but although every year people say he's washed and he's hurting teams and he's going to hurt the Lakers, and uh, I think he's actually been like pretty good. Uh, he's able to help uh, different teams in different ways, and uh, he helped the Wizards out enough last year that they made a playoff push and he helped the Rockets, and he's really good. And I think that he's better than some of those guys like, Uh, up and coming De'Aaron Fox or uh, even Fred Van Vliet who's become a little more established but uh this may be Westbrook's last year on the list but I think
0: he's well deserving this time yeah he actually moved up for me uh which was kind of surprising I guess uh so we'll get to that later I also wanted to uh, mention in episode eight uh I created quite a created quite a fuss when I said Benson is not a top 15 point guard uh but if you if you noticed I just mentioned mentioned him in my honorable mentions so he has now moved into the uh upper half of starting point guards in the nba in my opinion uh so no, number 10 for me is the aaron fox you just left off your list uh i think talent wise he could be higher the, the main thing he still uh doesn't have a a strong jump shot and he just hasn't won enough to to be one of the upper echelon uh point guards in the league but he has definitely made strides and uh he's number 10 i really want to keep him on, on the list well,
1: you may be the only fan in America whose stock on Ben Simmons has increased in the last couple months. Uh that's, that's pretty hard to do. Number nine, I have John ja Morant. I, I can see you excluding him. And to be honest, it's probably pretty tough for most people to say that he's better than Russell Westbrook, but he's the best player on the Grizzlies, and they made the playoffs last year in the West, which is really impressive. And they even took a game from the Jazz. It was game one, and he he's really, really good um he's had a couple struggles early early on in this career i mean he's had some three-point problems and a little bit of injury issues but he he's really good and the grizzlies have one of the best young cores and i i don't see them getting worse in the near future so he's one of the point guards here to stick around
0: yep number nine for me i've got a mike conley of utah jazz i doubt he was oh oh at uh, yeah. at, this at this time last, last year. year uh but from the standpoint of winning a team, he he did that very well. Uh, first All-Star appearance, and he just when I compared his numbers, some of the other guys, he was right there, especially in the efficiency and uh, assist totals. So really, I, I he didn't seem like a numbers guy, but when you compared it up to other other uh, candidates, he 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 made the cut.
1: I don't know. I guess I just don't see it. I mean, he's good, but I don't even know if he's better than. Uh, yeah, like Ben Simmons. Personally, I think Ben Simmons is probably better than Mike Conley. I think like some guys like Drew Holiday and definitely De'Aaron Fox uh, are just better than him. So he he's really good at a winning standpoint. I mean, he made an all-star team when like uh, Chris Middleton and Trey Young didn't really because he won that many games. So it was really impressive, but I just don't see him top 10, even though I'm a Jazz
0: So who was your
1: uh, number eight then? All right. My number eight was Jamal Murray, who you could have excluded. But uh, I think he had a really good year. And I, I, I guess you could have him as a shooting guard. You look uh, quite confused. But he, he was really good. He did get injured. But he's been uh, one of the best young guys in the league. He's uh, scored a ton of points. He will be out next year. And it's really going to hurt the Nuggets. So uh, although we're not going to see him for the
0: next while, uh, I think he's definitely uh top ten status. okay, well, I excluded him strictly due to injury, but if I were to place him uh on my list just uh based off talent we've seen so far, he's probably number seven if uh he's not hurt right now.
1: all right that's that's fair. Yeah. We probably should have uh covered whether we were including injured players beforehand, but uh, mm-hmm. I think we're 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 pretty much on the same page then so far.
0: Yep. Okay. So, uh, number eight for me, then I've got John Morant, uh, just some of the strikes he made as a player. He's one of the smartest point guards in the league. I think just, uh, from a game plan, he, he plays both sides of the ball, very athletic, a very athletic player. And I think they're really, they're really building something there in Memphis with him and Jaron Jackson jr. They've got supporting pieces with Dylan Brooks. Uh, it's not really a a free agent hotspot destination, but if they can bring in one more, one more all-star, that could be a contender in the Louis West.
1: Yeah, my number seven is a guy on a team that is not going to be a contender in the West anytime soon. That's Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Uh, you, you could also have him as a shooting guard. Uh, some people may, but he's really good. He's the best player on this Thunder team. If they keep him around, he could be uh, one of the, like the core of this team or a star on this team. He hasn't made an all-star game yet, but he's definitely deserving. Uh, he, he's, he's really, really good. And uh, it's one of the best players the Thunder's gotten out of this process, and I think that they can build uh with him moving
0: forward. Okay, so uh, I always get it out of the way. But before the show, boy. I told you my shooting guards. I have a a snub that you wouldn't like, and that's uh, oh, Jago. He is not. I have him as shooting guard. He is not in my top ten shooting guards.
1: Oh gosh! Um, and the shooting guards are even worse than the point guards. So uh, I, he, there's there's he's two-
0: 11 shooting guard, and. Uh it, it could be some, I guess, reverse recency bias because the Thunder held him out the last two months of last season uh as a healthy scratch. But some of the other guards, I just I'd I mean like you were be- talking
1: about Colin Sexton and RJ Barrett, and I don't think he's even in the same hemisphere as them.
0: Uh I did not have RJ Barrett make the list, but I do have Colin Sexton over Sheegels Alexander. That's 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 insane. I think you put their play styles up equal to each other, and although they both haven't won anything, I think if I'm building a team right now, I'd rather build around Colin Sexton. Um, I, I'd rather be the Cavs and the Thunder right now, even. Well, I guess the, the Thunder have 400 picks, but. I mean, the Cavs uh, the have right now, an
1: undersized have point guard who. The, the Cavs have an undersized point guard uh, who who's averaged the same numbers and still hasn't won as many games. I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Shea's built for this NBA. He can play one through three, as you mentioned. I guess that's how we had this mishap. And I, don't, I, I just don't get it. I think Shay's a lot better, but.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, also, I just think he goes, his play style and what he's proven so far, just from a talent standpoint, I think goes hand in hand with John Morant, Aaron Fox, Colin Sexton. And I just like what those guys have done more. I guess uh, I think Shea probably has arguably the most to prove of all those guys, except for John Morant. Um, but I think he's also got the lowest floor of all those guys because he, yes, he's played very good. Is he? He's a one-time All-Star, I think, or is he? Is he made nah, numbers?
1: he's never made it.
0: Yeah, so I mean, he got a really high ceiling but a really low floor. So we'll have to wait and see on him.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that floor. I think he's. I think I still think he's really good. I think uh, he's definitely better than Colin Sexton. But I mean, that, that's the thing with these lists is we're gonna have these uh, differences, and it could be completely different next year. Uh, hopefully, moving forward, we can uh, work together and make sure these uh, positions are right. I think our top
0: six will probably be the same group of guys. Uh, do you still need to give your seven? Yeah, my seven's Westbrook, which was kind of even surprised me when I made the list because I was pretty low on him last year. And going to the Lakers, I've been probably more questionable than even you on how that's gonna work out with three guys who, who like to shoot the ball but aren't great at it with him, LeBron and Davis. Um, but I still think kind of what he's doing the past, what he's been doing the past years is it's kind of underappreciated uh he's average triple double four straight years which the first year he did it everybody went crazy but now it's just like the norm for him he's still behind James Harden probably puts up the best stats in the league every every year um and I I think him and Bradley Beale actually built a pretty good team in Washington from from nothing last year I mean they, they were the eight seed in the east but uh, I thought that they they played well towards the end of the year so I think he's probably the one that can change the most based on what happens this year if if this experiment in LA fails, he could drop out of the top ten, top twelve. Or if it if it goes good, he can stay right around six, seven for the next two, three years.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's kind of past.
0: Yeah, I mean dang it.
1: I mean, he's kind of past the uh pinnacle of his career, his climax, is the best times he's gonna have. But I I can see him staying around here for the next couple years. I mean, he he's uh, probably going to set some records for the Lakers, even in just one year, uh, with his triple doubles and crazy stats he does. And I think that he's probably the oldest player. Uh, actually, no, he's not the oldest player on this list, but he definitely has a large chance of falling off probably the most he's had in his career so far, because there's just so much risk and unpre- uh, unpredictability coming with this Lakers team. And I, I just don't know what to expect. I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago just what the future of this team is and no one really knows i mean they have these three kind of older veteran guys i guess ad's not really that old yet but it, their whole team is just very interesting and they've never really played together and they're still probably one of the favorites if not the favorite in the west and we'll just have to wait and see what happens
0: yep uh so we're getting to the top six which you mentioned is probably the same six players and my number six is the oldest player on this list and that's chris paul um I'm not sure where I had him last year. You might know. And uh, I originally had him at, at four. Then I put two younger guys over him. I don't think he got worse. I think he he really helped that Suns team. He was arguably one of the more valuable players in, in the league the past year. I just think the other five guys are five of the best players in, in the world right now. And uh, Chris Paul, I don't think he has anything left to really prove. He wants to win a title. But it's not like he's got a lot of potential left. He's Chris Paul, and he's just going to be Chris Paul.
1: Well, it's interesting. You uh, had Chris Paul at six last year. And I think Chris Paul proved a lot last year. He was probably the best or one of the best players to have never made the finals before. And he played really well. And even though they didn't win, uh, he, he had a really good performance. And a lot of people had doubted him. And that year, he had the Thunder kind of boost his stock. He moves to the Suns. And, I mean, no one expected them to go to the finals, and now they're probably expected to be one of the best teams in the West. So I think it was really uh, impressive. I also have Chris Paul at six, and I also had him at four originally. I started at the top and then realized that uh, these two guys probably are a little bit better than him, and it might be based on uh, this most recent playoff. So uh, I think we are definitely
0: thinking alike on this pick. Yep, so number five for me is – Kyrie Irving. And in my opinion, he's probably the number one most talented point guard in the league. Uh, but on a team with two other with two of the best players in the world in James Harden, and Kevin Durant. Uh, and he's just been very interesting, I guess, is the, the correct word to use off the court recently. I just can't. Uh, I don't I can't put him above the other guys. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. You never really know on a year to year, even a game to game, what you're going to get from Kyrie. Some games he just doesn't even show up because he doesn't want to, and other days he plays like he's the best point guard in the world. Um, I'm a huge Kyrie fan, so I hope he can he can get into that top three point guard, uh, into that top three point guard realm again, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, it'll be an interesting year for the Nets, who have huge expectations to be the uh, title favorites.
1: Yeah, last year we both had him as our third best, and I think that he his stock probably – dipped a little from what he did in Brooklyn. I think that it's hard to differentiate talent from how good he is. I mean, I'd say that Curry and Luca and maybe even Dame are are more talented. I don't know how you define talent, but uh, he, he's really good. And it will be interesting to see how he can work with this Nets team. I mean, it's two years in a row that injuries have kind of affected how their season turned out. And I think that he has a chance to be uh, really good. And like, even in that like top 10 player, top five player in the league, maybe not top five. I don't think he's ever going to be uh, in that realm. I don't know if he ever was, but he, he has a chance to be really, really good. And I think that uh, he kind of fell off a little last year because of all this off-court stuff and kind of the, the way he had to change, but we can't forget how good
0: he was. Yep. All right. So was he your number five as well? Yes. Okay. So number four for me, this could differ from yours a little bit. I've got Trey Young here. Um, he probably, aside from Chris Paul, proved the most in the playoffs. It was an outstanding run. I was probably, I think around this time last year, I guess in November or last year when we started, I was very high on the Hawks. I think I had them top 10 in, in our first power rankings, and then wasn't a great start to the year. And then he really put the team on his back and carried them to uh, game six of the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I think that the Hawks have a great future down there in Atlanta, and uh, I, I think Trey Young could be a multi-time champion by the time his career ends.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to have the top six on this list because I also have him here at four. He's really, really good. Um, I had him pretty high last year. I had him fifth last year, so he he moved one spot up. And, I mean, for him not being an all-star, I mention it every episode, it's just so impressive what he did. His team's going to be one of the best teams in the East yet again, I expect. And it's just crazy. He's one of the young guys who's probably going to – never miss an all-star game again
0: so it's exciting to watch him play yeah he's just one of the that team as a whole is very fun to watch uh i'm not even a hawks fan but i started watching all their games on the stretch and in the playoffs i would make sure i watched hawks games and yeah you're right really about him not making all-star team he averaged 26 and 9 last year which is unheard of for guys not to make the all-star game i I also believe i think he was he made third team all-nba he might have i can't remember which, uh, I mean, he was a snub at the time, but I think it was because he kind of had a great sophomore year, and then he wasn't, I guess at that time he wasn't as good, so it was kind of uh, just some, some voter, what, what do you call that, what do you call that, uh, your, your, the voter burnout you always talk about with the, uh, with the All-Star game? I mean, it's voter burnout if he's just like they don't want to vote
1: for him again like that. Giannis didn't win a third straight MVP because of voter burnout. Trae Young never making an all star team is probably not uh, the right term, but I, I get where you're going.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think you got a great future. Probably my most fun point guard to watch. If we have to make that list In, into the top three. Now, I'm 100 percent sure we both have Damian Lillard here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like his stock dropped... Oh, my goodness. I feel like his stock dropped a little... I'm just so popular. I feel like his stock dropped a little, too. And uh, I'm I'm not sure exactly what... I mean, I guess I do know what happened. He just didn't have a great team last year. and He was still really good, but what he did against the Nuggets was so impressive, and his team still couldn't win, and the Nuggets had their injury issues. It was a series they really should have won, and they couldn't pull through, and there's all this turmoil with the team about uh, we don't know what's going to happen going forward and is he getting traded and uh, it's just really weird the position he's been in and we could have a whole whole episode I think we actually did do a whole episode talking about kind of what his future is and I think that he's not going to fall off this list for a long time but he's not really in the conversation of moving up this list for the next while.
0: Yeah he could end up being one of those guys like Charles Barkley who just never wins a title but you think of as one of the best players of his generation, because I don't see him getting much lower than four or five, but I don't see him getting much higher than two or three. He's probably going to be in this range from what, five years ago when he got here to the end of his career. And uh, I think kind of his personality might be hurting him in Portland because anytime he's asked about what he wants to see for his future, he really just says, I don't care, which I kind of think for him means I'm fine with staying or if they want to trade me, go ahead. But it kind of just makes it seem like he has, doesn't really care about building a winner when I think his main goal right now is probably to win games. Cause you, we saw how disappointed he was when he was putting up 50 uh, multiple times in the playoffs and they couldn't get it done against Denver. Um, but again, from a skill standpoint, uh, him and Kyrie and Curry are probably the only three guys that, in my opinion, are just unstoppable dual threat. Uh, I guess he th- probably threw James Harden in there too, but from point guards, it's Kyrie Dame and Steph Curry that, are just unstoppable because they can do everything offensively.
1: Yeah, I think that the point guards is probably the strongest class of any of them. I mean, pretty much every player we have on this list is an all-star, or at least very close to it. And these guys are top tier guys and leading their team. And I mean, they might be top five in the league, pr- definitely top ten, I would say. It's just uh, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, honestly, I think you'll probably stay with the Blazers. But I don't think they're going to be very good. And I think that he has to really think about if he wants to stay. It'll be weird to see him in any other jersey if he ends up uh, anywhere else. But I don't know what
0: the right decision is there. I mean, if we're being honest, this, this is a team that in the Western Conference could miss the playoffs, which is how loaded the West is.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of up-and-coming teams, a lot of them led by these young point guards. And uh, Dame doesn't really have anyone else. I mean, C.J. McCollum had a really hard, hot start last year. And since then, I mean, he's kind of fell, uh, fell back to what he, what we expect from him. And I don't know how much uh, Dame's going to be able to ride that wave to the playoffs yet again.
0: Yeah, for a team that has nobody after those top two guys, CJ isn't a good enough second star for them to be a contender year in and year out. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now into the top two. Uh, there could be some debate here. I have a feeling we have the same ones, So Who is your number one player? Uh, my
1: number one is Curry.
0: I agree with that. So I thought we would have the same. We've got Curry one, Doncic two on our point guard list. Um, I guess just start. Why do you, why do you, uh, what do you value that Curry has over Luka Doncic? I
1: mean, Stephen Curry has been the number one point guard in the league, probably as long as I've really watched basketball. I can't remember when he wouldn't have been probably about, I don't know, six years ago. And he had a really, really good year. And it really impressed me. Uh, He was arguably the best player even when Kevin Durant was on those teams with the Warriors after that on, on that huge run he was really good and one of the most well-known players in the league but last year what he did was really impressive and something that I didn't expect because basically he was on, the only player on the Warriors that teams had to guard at all everyone else on that team was honestly really bad i mean uh, yeah i mean they were giving a lot of exactly they were giving a lot of minutes to young players and trying to rebuild, and you could triple-team Curry, and he was still going to shoot the ball because he had to, and he scored a lot of points. I think I think he did end up with the scoring title, and considering there's no one else on that team that was scoring, he both had to, but also was the only uh, game plan. I mean, I'm sure teams were just watching film of him over and over, and he was able to be really successful. And I think uh, if uh, Clay Thompson comes back healthy, uh as he should I don't know how far he'll be into the season but if he can do that Curry could uh, make a run to the playoffs really uh deep and you have him going to the finals I don't see him going that far personally uh but he's gonna be really good and I guess uh, alternatively Luka Doncic is also really good but he's the only player on his team and it's kind of more so hurting him rather than giving him an opportunity to score it's just Uh, he has to take a lot more step backs. And, you know, he's kind of gotten this reputation for complaining. And I feel like it's just uh, harder to put him as the top player, but it could definitely happen uh, in the near future.
0: Yeah, Luka's more of a playmaker in the sense where he he needs to facilitate to make himself a great player, where Steph's a playmaker, but first option for him is is scoring the ball, which is why I put him number one. Uh, You mentioned, I think it's been Steph won the MVP seven years ago. So it's been eight years since he wasn't the best point guard and probably nine, 10 years since he wasn't a top three point guard in the league. So for someone to keep this run up for that long, it's, it's incredible. Um, and it's, it's a weird situation. I haven't really thought about this. We, we can probably do a whole episode on the the whole warriors dynamic, how a guy like Clay Thompson, just being injured, transforms them. In my opinion, from missing the playoffs to being a championship contender, because Clay Thompson is not that, uh, valuable as a player, but, he by having him, he makes Draymond Green and Steph Curry more valuable in themselves, which is a very interesting topic. Um, but I also want to touch on what you mentioned about Steph Curry. He was their only option whatsoever last year. And there were games, I think the Celtics game on Saturday primetime was a good example, where he was being triple teamed at half court and was still able to split three defenders and pull up from 35 feet and, and make shots, which is it was probably one of the most incredible single game performances I've, I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I mean, he might be the greatest point guard of all time if we, if we want to talk that way. I think that what he's done really uh has never been done before and it's really impressive. I think that, yeah, the, these Warriors teams were really amazing and we didn't really acknowledge it. I, I think some people probably acknowledge it as it was happening, but in the grand scheme of things, I mean, you have Draymond Green making an all star team, unquestionably averaging like 10, 12 points a game, and you just don't see that. But it's because Everyone knew his role in the team, even though he wasn't scoring on every possession and he wasn't even passing. He was just a leader. And that's something that that's a team you can't just rebuild and you can't really plan to build. And we'll see if the Warriors can uh, be up in that competition again. And it'd be really cool to see a reboot from them again this year.
0: Yeah. It just seems like there's still a dynasty, but it's a different identity every year because I mean, their first title, they were, like, the young guys. The second title, they were the best – or, I guess, the second year, they were, like, the best record ever. Then the third and fourth year, it's uh super team with Durant. And then after that, it's Curry and Clay do by themselves. Then Curry leading a team by himself. Back to uh, – and then, and then it's two, two old guys and a bunch of young, young – uh, not stars, but uh, guys with high high, uh, high potential. So it's, it's weird how Steph Curry has made this franchise been – and made this franchise be a dynasty for ten years, even though they've had a different identity every single year.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really crazy. I mean, they're the opposite team that they were at the beginning. I mean, he was the young up and coming shooter. Now he's the veteran leader. Uh, and it's just really interesting. I mean, th- he's uh, probably going to have like a statue. He's probably the most well known player in that franchise ever. He's what made put them on the map and made them such a popular team. And uh, it's just crazy what he's done. He's still really good. And I think that he could even uh be one of the best players in the league this year.
0: Yeah, and we could you could probably even we could do a whole episode, the series, or even you could write a book about this. How I'd say even more so than Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Steph Curry has changed basketball into a game that uses all ninety four feet where you have to be able to everybody has to, to be able to shoot the ball. That's Steph Curry made that really is is what, how that came about and they have the league changed. You think Coach Reese is a fan of Steph Curry? Um, I'm not going to comment on that. No based com- on-
1: <laughs> Are I- you going to comment on that? I-, I think we need to write a book. I mean, we have an insider uh, info on how the game of basketball has adjusted uh, based on Steph Curry through our uh, uh, playing careers as-, as the game is adjusting in real time. And we, we've seen uh, different play styles. I, th- I think it's very interesting how the game has changed. I-, I wasn't trying to make any point there. I just think it's interesting. You go, you go to any high school game, uh, people are shooting from deep. I mean, y- you have people like in practice shooting from 30 like a couple feet behind the three point line, something you'd never expect before. And it's
0: uh, something that you have to adapt to at every level. I mean, even good shooters before Steph Curry wouldn't even think about taking that, but now even if a coach says not a good shot, a good shooter would say that's in range for me because of Steph Curry. And I guess you could make the point uh, with, with love and basketball uh, the warriors ran the NBA flex for a while under Steve Kerr, um, which is the flex designed for more threes. And last year, a lot of teams played zone against, against us. And we continued to run flex, which is uh, kind of a NBA golden state warrior ideal. And there were games where we would take 35 threes out of the flex. So possibly, so Coach, basically you're saying Coach Reese is a basketball genius. So I'm, what I'm saying is Coach Reese is following the lead of Steve Kerr, possibly unknowingly, or possibly he is just a, a wizard who wants to follow. Oh his, God, He's the biggest NBA fan I know. He, he wants to follow his set of ideals, which is the flex, but has evolved it to fit Aaron Kraybacher, who is a Clay Thompson prototype. Which <laughs> This is incredible. That team I, Bruce, to I win love one basketball. So we'll see if uh, this episode gets any views from the coaches. I doubt it because it's going to be like a 40 minute episode, but uh, we'll see if they stick around in the end and, and hear those little excerpts. I think we need to write a book. I, I agree with that. All right. Uh, I think that's all we got for today. We'll be back tomorrow, uh, shooting guards, and we'll keep building our way up. And then eventually we've talked about doing top 100 players currently, or I like that you brought up the Magic Johnson, uh, or I guess I guess, in my opinion, it's Magic Johnson versus Steph Curry, the Best point guard of all time debate. Maybe we'll do top one hundred players of all time eventually. Yeah,
1: I mean, we're, we're I'm still shaking off my podcasting rust. We haven't recorded. I we haven't recorded a list, uh, NBA related list in probably two or three months. So it's just a uh, different environment that I'm used to, and it, it doesn't help that I'm getting uh, calls every five minutes. So you're uh, just that
0: popular student council guy and. I mean, uh,
1: Hockey-gating contests. Like, they're just trying to figure out how many they should plan to make and stuff. I mean, who knows what's happening.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of news over the summer, but I think uh, what's what's more fun, in my opinion, is making these these fun lists throughout the year, which we will continue to update because the NBA is an, uh, an ever-changing league, I guess is the way to put it. But uh, I think that's all we got for today. So thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.